coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia. This is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. Welcome to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs of the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. I'm your host, Sharon Klein, and today in the studio, I have a gentleman who has spent over 30 years in the entertainment and marketing business. He has been a host and MC for the Diet Pepsi Uh-huh Girls, which has been a minute since they've been around, but still amazing credit. And he's created grassroots Fortune 500 companies like GM, Dunkin' Donuts, and Pepsi. His Today, he creates uh, events for nonprofits, and his biggest nonprofit is Arioki.org, which is why he is in the studio today. We we're going to talk about that today. So please welcome Chuck Burge. Hello. Hi, Sharon. How are you? Good. How are you? Good to see you. Good to be out with you. Thank you. On a nice somewhat beautiful warm Thursday day, afternoon. which is so it crazy. Is crazy. It's beautiful. I love it. Outside. I know. Me too. Thank you so much for coming in today. We, oh, you bet. We um, had previously spoken at some point, we would talk about uh, the Arioki competition that happened in October. and life, September. Sep- September. 30th. And then life gets in the way. <laughs> and then, like, My the life, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I appreciate you reaching out and reminding me that we were going to do this. So oh, thank absolutely. you. I, I'm very happy to um, to go over uh, the the other side of getting ready or or talking about what you've done in terms of success with Arioki because we talk about getting ready and getting sponsors and and trying to promote this event, but it's not often I get to talk to someone about the after afterwards and how you felt about it and how successful you felt it was, not just for sponsors, but like for the the 9-11 Fallen Heroes Project, which is who benefits from the Arioki competition. That is correct. Uh, Susan and Mike Korsh. Mike is uh, was actually spent three months at Ground Zero after 9-11 recovering bodies and stuff, and Mike and his wife Susan run the 9-11 Fallen Hero Project here in Atlanta. <clears throat> and Mike has actually contracted cancer from being on site at 9-11. So he's the first person to contract it from being on site there. Just fabulous guy. Can't speak as well as he used to, but he used to be a very good speaker around town and used to do uh, keynote speaking. And uh, now he leaves to talking to others. And uh, <laughs> he just comes to the event, which is great. Uh, Susan and I now have a four-year partnership. We had our first Arioki meeting of the year last Friday. Went very well. Uh, we're going to make some changes, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so looking forward to getting keyed up about uh, September 28th this year, oh, uh, 2024, gotcha. yeah. So this will be the fourth Arioki That's correct. that you've had. So I know you've spoken about Arioki on other shows, but I'm wondering if you could give the listeners an idea of what Arioki really is. Arioki is just a fundraiser for the 9-11 Fallen Hero Project, uh, all all nonprofits do golf tournaments and 5Ks, and I wanted to do something different. Um, and having been a karaoke host, probably one of the first 10 or 20 karaoke hosts in the country when it came here in the early 90s, I've always had a passion for karaoke, even though I hadn't sang karaoke since 2000 <laughs> until about three weeks ago. I did it at a birthday party. <laughs> what did you sing? Uh, me and uh, Sandra Glenn sang, uh, I Got You, Babe. Oh. And I got down on my knees so she would be taller than <laughs> oh, me so we'd be like Sunny and Cher and it was a blast. <laughs> oh, it's fun, right? A lot of memories rushed back. It was fun. It was a long time since I've been on a mic to sing. Yeah, but awesome. uh, we had a good time and that's all that matters. That's, that's 
anything I do, if I have fun, I'll assume everybody else is having a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. So you had created, Arioki is a, a, a combination of like an airport and karaoke. So let's talk about how you came up with yeah, that. Yeah, the whole concept, I was on the board for the Marietta Aviation Museum for a while. And they had this big C-130 out at the Aviation Museum. And I was just standing there one day in a parking lot. And it's a very unique place to have an event. And it kind of slopes down towards the plane. I said, well, great for viewing and all that stuff. And I said, how cool would it be to wrap a stage around the nose of that C-130 and have people seeing Arioke in front of the plane? <laughs> and everybody loved the idea, but the more we looked at it, there was a railroad track across the street, and uh, 72 trains a day come through there, and you never know when it's going to happen. So uh, we just decided that that wasn't the place. And I went to Jim Cook that owns uh, – Oh, I can't even think of the name of his company. I'll think of it here before we leave. Uh, he owns a hangar up at uh, uh, Cobb International or McCollum Airport. And uh, we decided to have have it in there. And he had a smaller plane than the C-130. But we still wrapped a stage around the nose of the plane and Arioke. And the view was beautiful. You could see Kennesaw Mountain behind the planes. And planes were taking off and landing behind the stage. And it was a really an awesome venue. Uh, it was so good. Uh, that we almost doubled our capacity, uh, doubled our crowd size in the second year, and we ran out of room. So uh, there's just not enough parking at the airport. Uh, it became a nightmare for the airport people. The Elevations Restaurant, I think, uh, who I love, Diane Bowen and Mike Bowen, so no issues with them. But uh, we took over all their parking spaces, so they were uh, a little concerned. So we moved it to the Strand Theater on the Square in Marietta, and we're even considering changing it to Square Oki. Since we're on the square, oh, gosh. we don't know, but we're thinking about it. <clears throat> but we don't want to lose the branding. Um, so we, and we obviously did not want to lose the Arioke portion of it, so we had to do something with air. And as you well know, because you sang in it and you came in third place, uh, we made the stage look like a runway. Mm-hmm. So it looked like the performers were coming out on a runway and singing like they were the airplane. So we still had the Arioke tie-in. Uh, the one thing that we lacked, we, we could have used a bigger crowd. And the reason being, when we did it at the airport, we had uh, we had over 25 sponsors, and each sponsor brought 10 people, and we had table rounds of 10 for them. There's no place for rounds of 10 at the Strand. So we did a little uh, adjusting this year that so we're going to give the sponsors more tickets so they could come, and we're going to do a couple of other things differently. Uh, but that's how I came up with uh, Arioke, just – when you get as old as me, you lay in bed and you think and you think and you think. And, you think, and uh, just one night, Arioke, yeah, well, maybe it's kind of fun. Divine inspiration is what uh, we're going to call that. You never know. Yeah, uh, how it's did, definitely up in the air. Oh, <laughs> another dad joke that happens in this. We have dads in here all the time, so oh. I'm sure dads who are listening are like, oh, cute. Uh, all right, so how did you get associated with the 9-11 Fallen Heroes Project? I called uh, Randy Kreider, who at the time was the uh, – fire marshal and then became Cobb County public safety director. And, uh, I had known him since he was four or five years old from church and McEachern school. And, uh, I said, I really want to do something because nine 11 meant a lot to me. Two of my best friends were supposed to be in the towers that day. And through God's grace, neither one of them wound up there. And, um, and it, when it happened, I ran off to a church and sat there and prayed. And I'm all, I knew the 20th anniversary was coming up and, Somebody said, you know, everybody's starting to forget. And I said, well, let's do something about that. And I called Randy and didn't want to do a, didn't want to uh, 
couldn't give it straight to the firefighters. So he directed me to this organization to talk to them directly. And that's how we had to give to the firefighters through there. And now it's to all first responders, not just firefighters. Well, there were so many, right? Absolutely. So many different ways that people were being rescued and helped during that time. Uh, just look at what happened at Kansas City yesterday and 800, 900 firefighters and policemen there. It was crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Have you been to New York since this has happened? Have you, you know, I don't think I have. I think, I think I flew by there mm-hmm. like a couple of days after. Actually, I flew out of Boston on 9-9 oh, wow. two days before. And I... I you know, I may have been up there. I can't remember, but and I remember seeing the hole where the tower was. But I, I've never visited the site. I'd love I to. I haven't either. I would yeah. love to as well. I've heard. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's really sacred. You know, road and, trip. Yeah, and they have the museum there as well, which I've wanted to see. I mean, I, I don't know. There's just something um, so <laughs> solemn and sacred about what happened. You know, in these people's lives, and when you think about the fact that your friends could have been part of that it just hits closer to home you know than someone who like where i didn't know anyone like i said one of them called um she had had her fiance died like the week before and his funeral was the day before uh 9-11 and she called that morning and said i just need one more day and everybody in her firm was killed except for her that day two hours later and then my best friend was supposed to be at a meeting there and he missed his flight the night before in atlanta so that stuff just gets to you. It's personal. Yeah, and it became very personal to me because of those two people. And, uh, of course, the more I learn about Mike and everything that he did, it, I mean, he just tears my heart up when I talk to him. So Susan, too. I mean, it's an amazing thing what they did. <clears throat> I think it's a wonderful thing to to turn something that's tragic and you know, horrible and beyond what we can really even comprehend to – make something positive out of it. And I think that's one of the challenges that I find for my life is the things that I can blame as negative and difficult. You know, if I reframe it, it can be something that is beneficial to my spirit or someone else's spirit or journey. Um, And I I can get down about things. So it's, it's not easy, but I love the notion of being able to say, here's something awful that happened. Here's how we can make it better. And absolutely. I know, what is it? I want to say it was Mr. Rogers who said, always look for the helpers. Have you ever heard that? You know, I don't think I ever watched Mr. Rogers <laughs> other than seeing the uh, farce skits done oh, by Johnny Carson <laughs> <laughs> on his show. But <laughs> well, I know it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And that's about it. That's funny. That's good. Um, I think he was the one who said that, you know, children would sometimes say, how do I... Or actually, no, he went to his mother and said, when bad things happen, what do we do? How do we look? How, how do we think positively about the world when you see bad things happen? And his mother told him, look for the helpers, look for the people that help. Um, Absolutely. And, and then that gives you hope, I guess. So it's like choosing to look at the positive, which is what you're doing. I try. <laughs> I try. Yeah, it, it's a great event. It's a fun event. Uh, the last two years we have had uh, one of our clients, American Signature Family Furniture, uh, had WSB come out and cover it. So that was great that we've got two years of exposure on WSB on their People to People show the week after Arioke. It shows on Sundays at noon. And if you go to Arioke.org, you can watch those videos of past events. They were very good. I think you're in one of them. I think I called you and said, hey, you see yourself on TV? (laughs) 
Yeah, I was really surprised. Yeah, uh, Sharon can sing. Oh people. no, she can nothing sing. like the woman who won, Hillary McDermott. My goodness, I just my mouth was just open the whole time. I'm like, why is she not have a record deal and is like on videos and you know the most famous person? Any yeah. of the, any of the three of you were just as good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I can't even remember who the second place girl was. I know she was blonde. I can't remember her and name. Beautiful, and I can't think of her name off the top of my head either. We had a hard time getting her. Uh, jukebox into her car after the event. I remember that. So what's so cool is you get these gifts to give to some of the finalists and it's just, you know, what what an honor to feel like I've got this company that's helping me to honor the people that have done. And that's American Signature Family Furniture that gives us gifts every year. Yeah, I mean, how how special is that? And is it is it any challenge at all to find sponsors? I mean, what is that like for you? Well, there's always a challenge when you're looking for sponsors, and it's a sales game, no matter who it is. There are so many good charities out there. I mean, Must Ministries out there. There's tons of good charities, people that help with uh, homeless kids and and uh, you know hungry kids and uh, just police and. Uh, Every company has their own passion, and somebody's going to say, nah, I, I support other charities, and that's, and that's fine, but you just have to talk to enough that first responders mean a lot to them, and to me, 9-11 was the deal clincher, you know, and for some people that we talk to, it is, you know, and that's, I want to give to these people. Uh, Uncle Randy for Plumbing Now, uh, <clears throat> we're talking to him about returning this year, but he was on board last year and he sat and talked with Mike Kors for about a half hour at the event so much I didn't even get to meet him uh, we've talked some on Facebook and stuff but I didn't even get to meet him while he was at the event but you know it meant something to him and it meant a lot to Mike for Randy to sit there and talk to him so uh, um, sponsorships range from 250 to 5,000 if you want to go look at Arioke.org, that's A-I-R-A-O-K-E.org and you can see all the sponsorships available on there so you've also got some um, postcards that you'll hand out occasionally over time to help people to understand that you, they have an opportunity potentially if they want to be part of it. This is where you go and what you do. So I'm glad that you brought some today. I'll be yeah. Let me to show start. it here on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I we hope have you can see it, here, yeah. but <laughs> they're not on right now. It's just the way I like it. No, so yeah, we'll leave these with Sharon. We've got her some. Uh, basically, to save the date, September 28th, 2024. The only date the Strand had available that month. Oh, wow. So uh, we have to work around their schedule. And getting to that, and I'll talk a little bit about some of the changes we've made. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to find a place to do this. The benefits of being at the Strand are, number one, the acoustics. Number two, the acoustics. And number three, the acoustics. I mean, it sounded so much better in the Strand than it does in a hollow airport with all this ambient noise going on. But it was, from a technical perspective, uh, how long it lasted, it lasted right at three hours, which is what we were shooting for. First singer came on at 7, and we announced the finalists at like 9.45, and then they performed and, um, and then left. Now, we're going to do something a little bit different this year. Uh, I know we had 25 singers and then three finalists, and I don't know if you noticed it or not, but when the three finalists were announced, everybody else left. So we're not going to have finalists this year. We're just going to have 25 singers, and then we're going to do a raffle instead of silent auction. So if you've got a raffle item, please contact me at chuck at arioke.org. And, um, and then we're just going to announce the raffle winners, and then we'll name the three winners, and then it'll be over. Oh, so, wow. so that way we'll hope to keep the crowd there longer. And we also are going to do a better effort of trying to get schools involved. We are dropping the age participation down to high school. 
Excellent. So, so any high school that wants to participate, they can have a student there. And our thinking behind that is that will bring people. So if you have a, a daughter that's in the chorus, everybody in the chorus will come. Or if you have a son that sings, all his friends and stuff will come. So uh, that's kind of our thinking behind that. But it's still Arioke. It's still the coolest nonprofit event going in town because it's not like anything else you've it's seen. It's not. It's the most unique for sure. But what I love that you having for your having younger people, um, there's so many talented people out there who just haven't had a chance to really shine. So it's wonderful that you're giving the, them this opportunity. Yeah. And Hillary is scheduled to be a judge. So I hope she's still going to be a judge. Mm-hmm. Um, the previous winner always becomes a judge because we're not going to let the same person win two years in a row. Gotcha. Uh, which I think is a good marketing idea because we want everybody to have a chance to win as long as we have the event. So, uh, and then uh, Madeline Montgomery, who was one of the judges last year, instead of just getting community leaders, we're going to get four other people that know music and they know what they're looking for. Cause like I had a friend, I want to name his name, Don Keller, but, um, <laughs> but he was just, I don't know what I'm voting for. I'm just voting. Cause I think they sound good. So, <laughs> so we're going to get people that know what they're doing. So I, I guess in a way we're going to step up the judging a little bit. So Madison's going to take over that. And again, that's one little thing off my plate. And yeah. I got a lot a good committee that everybody does a little. And I like to say, you know, if everybody does a little, nobody has to do a lot. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so what other, uh, how was it at the end of Arioki? Did you feel like the, the money that you raised felt significant? Did it feel worth it? Um, I guess I have no idea what that side is like for you. Yeah. Um, as long as Susan's happy, I'm happy. And, you know, we have a great relationship and uh, she keeps coming back. So she must not be unhappy with what we're doing. <laughs> That's amazing. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we've raised, we, we grew um, we doubled in size from year one to year two. Uh, year two to year three, it wasn't quite that, but we did have an increase in the money that we gave to Susan. So, uh, you know, it, it's not it's not that hard if you're going out trying to sell sponsorships as long as you tell enough people. I've been in the sales business long enough to know that if you tell your story to enough people, you won't fail. And that's my bottom line. I will tell everybody I know until I get where I want to be. So that's kind of my mantra, I guess. Have you always had a heart for nonprofit? You know, uh, for 17 years, I refereed and coached basketball up at the Upward Organization at my church. And um, sometimes that was trying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did it for 17 years every Saturday, you know, during basketball season. It's a commitment. I did it. <clears throat> and I also uh, volunteer at Gobble Jog uh, every year for Must Ministries. Um, and I also, I don't know if you want to mention this, but I also do two sports podcasts. I did want to ask you yeah. about them. So I do one called Three Guys Who Love Sports uh, at 5 o'clock at Wednesday's at Miller's Ale House on Chastain Road in Kennesaw. <laughs> so, uh, across the street from Kennesaw State University. Uh, across the street, KSU. <laughs> so we do that because I've been playing poker once a month for close to 40 years with a bunch of guys. And two years ago, one of them contracted prostate cancer. And uh, me and one of our other friends took him out to dinner one night. All they wanted to do was talk about prostate cancer. And I said, Steve, you got you to stop, buddy. You're going to kill yourself worried about it. And so we got him talking about when he played baseball at Murray State and when he and I used to play church basketball against each other. And his whole demeanor changed. His face lit up. It's, he started smiling and laughing again. And I said, you know what? We're going to start a sports podcast show just for you. 
I said, we're going to do it once a week, and it might only be an hour. But, you know, if I've helped somebody an hour and somebody else helps somebody for an hour, this world will be a better place. So we started that, and two weeks ago we had our 100th show. Oh, congratulations. Two-year anniversary, yeah. So it was awesome. And uh, about six months into that, I had a friend of mine, Carrick Martin. Carrick is the uh, co-owner of Dogwood Golf Club out in West Cobb. And uh, I knew he was a sponsor and donor in the Hall of Fame of Kennesaw State Sports. And I wanted to have him on the show to see what was going on at KSU because I went to Kennesaw Junior College when there were five buildings on campus. And uh, so I had Carrick on the show, and he pulled me and Robert off. I said, you guys are great. This is a lot of fun. He said, would you be interested in coming out and broadcasting at uh, Dogwood Golf Club next week for the U.S. Open? I think it was in June. And we said, yeah, we'll come out there and do a road trip. So we did. And again, he pulled us off the side and said, you guys are just fantastic. Would you be interested in doing a show all about Kennesaw State sports? And Robert and I looked at it and said, well, we don't know anything about them now, but we'll learn. <laughs> and uh, so now we've been doing that show 18 months. So Holy at Miller's Ale House on Chastain Road, Kennesaw, we do, <laughs> right across from Kennesaw State University. We do uh, three guys who love sports at 5 o'clock. We always have a guest on. And we mail them agenda a couple of days ahead of time. And uh, so they'll know what they're going to be talking about. And then at 7 o'clock, well, Miller's feeds us at 6, which is a terrific thing because their food's delicious. And then at 7 o'clock, we do the Owls Who Live Sports, all about Kennesaw State sports. And we have fans and guests and coaches and players and on. It's a lot, a lot of fun. And like I said, we've been doing that show since August 17th of 2022, so about 18 months. God, can you even believe it? No. Like, who would have thought you would be doing a show about Kennesaw State University, you know, every Wednesday and – it's just the way life unfolds sometimes just cracks it's, me it's up. It's just you know? crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, in my opinion, it's God's hand, and he'll, he'll lead you where you need to be. And um, we just we have so much fun. We have so much fun. Um, we had a little trouble yesterday because it was Valentine's Day. We had a couple that was supposed to be on, and they begged out because she was sick. So, so they said. And uh, we, we didn't have a guest yesterday for the first time, so we brought Larry the engineer on, and he was the third guy. <laughs> Who loves sports? But that's the first time we've had to do that. But uh, we're back on schedule next week, and I think it's because it's not Valentine's Day that everybody <laughs> wants to come back on and be on. So it was tough. But, uh, yeah, two years. We just got a new sponsor, uh, Brain Train. Do you know them? I don't. Uh, yeah, Train Brain Train Incorporated. So they look at your mind and tell you what's going on in your brain. Oh, boy. Very cool people. Melissa Hergert and Meg Thompson. Hey, if you're listening. So, That's awesome. I can yeah. only imagine what they would find in yep. mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they could look in mine and see, look in one ear and see through the other one. So that's okay. <laughs> no, they'd be like, would you just relax? I'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> so they're, they're going to be a sponsor starting March 1st. But now amazing. we have like Kennesaw Express Lube, uh, American Axes with Dan Fisher, uh, Brian Bristow on the Kennesaw Express Lube. And then Alvin Jamison has his own mortgage company. So they've been sponsors for seven or eight months now. So yeah, It's funny. You're talking about Kennesaw Junior College, and now it's the second largest university in the state. 13th in the country. 13th in the country. I did not know that. Yeah. 40, wow. Over 43,000 students. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. I know. But you know, I was thinking how wonderful it is that you've got these friendships that you've had for 40 years or what, however long it was, but... How nice is it to be able to draw from some of the people that you've gone through life with to be able to help promote things that you're passionate about now? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's uh, – I'll tell you a little – I've never used an ATM. I've never used a debit card. I go in the bank and I build a relationship with somebody. So if I have a problem, I can go in and say, hey, something's here. Can you fix it for me? And that works. 
I mean, I, I try to embark that to my kids. I've never ordered one thing on Amazon in my life. I want to touch it. I want to feel it. I want to see what it looks like before I buy it. Uh, and I know that's not today's world, but that's my world. It's so funny. <laughs> Robert and I, Robert Kenny, my co-host on the on the uh, Al show and the uh, Three Guys Who Love Sports, we got in the biggest argument yesterday on the show. First time we ever been in an argument, I think. About he told me that I told him that I had never heard a Taylor Swift song. He said, "Oh yes, you have." I said, "No." I'm telling you right now, I cannot name one. I have not heard one. He said, on the radio, I said, don't listen to the radio. I listen to my CD. He said, in the store, I said, well, I think I know it. I know a song that I didn't know if I heard it, but everything I hear in public, I know. I sing along with it. So, and then we went to commercial. We came back. I said, you know what, Robert? We've been doing this two years, and the only time we've ever had a disagreement is about whether or not I heard a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. And, and people even texted in. That exchange was hilarious. I know. Yeah. Taylor Swift, I know, has been causing a little bit of a stir. A little bit of a stir, world, yes. In the sports world these days. Did you watch the uh, Super Bowl by any chance? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Gotcha. We got to talk about it. So we, uh, uh, of course, oh, I'm yeah, watching it. Oh, anyway. right. yeah, you're right. Sports related. I don't know why I even yeah. asked that. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, it, it was a good football game. Is there anything that you've learned that surprised you about Kennesaw or the sports program there? Uh,. The best thing that I've learned is there are some really loyal fans, uh, and there are some that aren't because there are I – mean, they've got 43,000 students, and they can't fill up a 10,000-seat stadium, and that has got to change. They're moving to Conference USA July 1st, which means they're stepping up in, in grade and in everything. The schedule – we were looking at the schedule last night, and they go to San Jose State. They go to Sam Houston. They go to – uh, UTEP in Western Texas, and they make some long trips now to where it used to be Jacksonville State and Furman and Jacksonville, Florida, and all that. But now they're they're stepping up. But the purpose of our show there is to help raise NIL money to keep the athletes there. Uh, one little girl, Kylie, I, I, she probably hates me calling her a little girl. <laughs> Callie Terza is a she's the hammer thrower at KSU, one of the hammer throwers, and sets a record every time she throws the hammer for KSU. She's fabulous. She got an NIL deal with WWE. So now when she graduates from KSU, she's going to WWE. And she is just about 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, beautiful as can be, and uh, and hard as a rock. She has, she, uh, has like 250,000 followers on TikTok or Instagram or something. And when she was on the show the first time, she took our intern and put him on her shoulders and did squats. Oh, my gosh. And that's, that's, that's what she does online. She's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, and it's funny, you know, that uh, the people you meet, I've made so many good friends now from uh, from them now coming to the show, you know, almost every week to spend time with us and listen to what we have to say about KSU sports. And coaches and the track team has been great. Uh, basketball teams are good. We had a couple of coaches on and uh, players and stuff. It's been really, really cool uh, to get involved. And, you know, that's me. I want to be involved with what I'm doing. So, you know, we're hoping to raise money for uh, prostate cancer awareness for the first show, NIL money for the KSU athletes and Saints show. But Arioke is still my biggest passion just because what it meant to me. And uh, and we uh, we want sponsors. We want singers. And we want people to donate ra- uh, raffle items. And we want we want people there. So, What's been the most satisfying part of being part of Arioke, of creating Arioke and being part of Arioke? What's been the most satisfying part of it? The relationships I built with Susan and Mike and uh, – 
all my committee members that have given so much, you know. And of course, to me, uh, that's what I've done for 30 years now is create stuff. And when you create something and then you run it too, it's a lot different than creating it and handing it off to General Motors or Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. But uh, when it's your baby, um, I get pretty passionate about it. So uh, I, I love just the fact that I've kind of left a legacy. If we keep doing it, you know, it's something that I created and that my sons can look back and say, hey, Dad, that was pretty cool, you know. Maybe he'll run run it someday. Um, I doubt that. Oh. <laughs> I doubt they'll live here. But uh, oh. but uh, I'm already in the search for somebody to kind of take it over when I'm ready to hand it off. The plus side of that is I believe it's it's uh, worthy of sticking around for a while. So as long as we can get – it doesn't take that much to put on this event. I, won't, I don't want to give you the amount, but it's not a huge number. It's the renting of the strand and the prize money, and that's basically about it. And uh, we can do a lot of great things for the 9-11 Fallen Hero Project if we can get more people to come out and participate. And I think we'll—I don't think we'll have an issue this year filling out the 530th strand. I was thinking about how, as as you were speaking about how what you've done has so much um, heart to it in so many different ways, um, not just Arioki, but with the the KSU show and the fact that you have this passion for helping and creating uh, an event that has in its own merit is worthy to watch, but then the benefit of it being for something good as well. It always feels like there's such a positive momentum and positive result that goes when your heart is involved in something that you know is for something good. Yeah. I mean, it's great if we raise 5,000 for them, it would be just as great as we 50,000 for them. You know, it's, it's the process. And, um, doing it and being consistent i made a promise to uh, the committee last friday i said every day every day between now and then i'll ask somebody to sponsor karaoke except on sundays sundays <laughs> i take off but uh but every day i will send an email i will talk to somebody about being a, being a sponsor of karaoke and i hope you will too and uh if we all do a little like i said if we all do a little nobody has to do a lot what's the best way that I could help you or anyone that's listening can help you. Are you talking about personally or with this? Because <laughs> personally, I need a lot of <laughs> No, you know, it's funny. I tell the committee members because some of them are very hard workers and they love to be at the event and they love to do the event, but they're not salespeople. And I said, all you have to do is say, hey, can Chuck come talk to you? Can Chuck come talk to you? And I'm there. I mean, that's all it takes. Phone number and an email. And I'll talk to anybody about Arioke. So that's that's how Sharon Klein can help me from a professional standpoint. <laughs> I can I can help get people to know that you have this opportunity for them. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what it is, but like, I'm not a salesperson either. Yeah. So I find I find that hard to believe. That, no, I can talk about things, but I'm like to ask someone to do something for me. That's a challenge. So, but I love the idea of being able to have a postcard that I could give to someone and say, Hey, this is coming up in the fall. You may want to consider and get in touch with you. Who is this natural salesperson? So you'd be able to tell the story way better than I could, I'm sure. And and believe it or not, that's what salespeople do. And salespeople, uh, when I used to sell life insurance and health insurance for a mass mutual insurance company back in the early nineties, I always told people, I said, Salespeople aren't the best talkers. They're the best listeners. If you don't listen and know what somebody wants to buy, you can't sell them anything. So sit there, ask a question, and sit and listen. 
And if this is their passion, then tell them the story. If not, say, hey, I suppose. So, so, well, you know, that'd be great. Let me tell you a little bit about this event and then move on. But if that's their passion, they'll become a part of it. People buy from people they like. And that's something that I've learned over the years. If people like you, they'll buy from you as long as you've got something they, they want or need. And uh, if you don't, there's no reason why you can't still be friends. And, you know, that's don't burn your bridges. I've done that once. But uh, don't burn your bridges. And, uh, and, and everybody will be just fine. Just get along with everybody. Um, and that's, that's kind of my story. I like, I like helping these guys. I love helping Susan and Mike. Uh, great people, Wes, their family, and Wren, and all of them. Uh, they do so much for the community, just like the firefighters do, and just like the first responders do. And those are the people that I support. Every time I see one of them on the street, I thank them for what they do. Aww. And that means a lot to them. I mean, I'm sure some other people do it, but I wouldn't say the majority of people do it. That, that's true. I would imagine <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So take care of these first responders there. They're here for a reason. And uh, they're here, and they're here for you, and that's why they're here because they care about you. You almost hope that you don't need them. Absolutely, you know, unless you have a flat tire or something. That would be good. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope I hope I don't. But if I ever do, you know, I'm grateful that they're there. Um, not just for me, but obviously, sometimes I'll see fire trucks going on, you know, the road, and I just and where think, are they oh, going? look at where are they going. You know, I'm yeah. usually frustrated being stuck in traffic. But the truth is, I'm grateful I'm not the one that's needing the help that created the issue with the traffic so that's why great people like you care because a lot of people don't oh that's nice well thank you no thank you (laughs) well i wanted to ask you briefly about marketing when you watched the super bowl commercials were there any that just stood out to you as you thought they were just amazing given that you were in the industry for for many years you know i got up in eight during most of the commercials i didn't (laughs) watch a lot i don't watch the halftime show because that's just not me i did watch some of the dunking commercial was okay i watched it because they're former client, um, uh, all the people that were washing feet. I didn't know what that was about to the end of it, but that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> there were some that were okay, but nothing that really stuck out to me great. Of course, I've been watching these for 30, 40 years, however long they've been paying $7 million to be on the Super Bowl. Imagine. Yeah. My favorite commercial, and I'll tell you this, it wasn't the Super Bowl, but over the holidays, John Travolta being Santa Claus, that was the coolest commercial I'd seen in 30, saw 40 him, like, years. walking, you oh, know, yeah. on the street. And he's dancing on the Saturday Night Fever floor. And the girl that's actually behind the counter was actually in Saturday Night Fever, too. So Did that, that just crack you up? To me, that was the most clever commercial I've seen in a long, long time. So more John Travolta, more ties into the 70s. And I'm happy camper. Well, Chuck, I can't thank you enough for coming in and talking um, to me about Arioke. I know we were talking about this for a while, and I appreciate your reminding me because life just happens. I mean, it's already almost March, April, May, June. It just comes and goes. So thank you for reaching out and um, and for being having such a generous heart and a caring heart for people in the community. And, and your friendships obviously matter to you as well. So having like a relationships like you're building and knowing that you are giving people an opportunity to benefit, not just in an entertainment way, but in a, a way that supports what's important to them. It's invaluable. So thank you. Well, what you put into a relationship is the best thing in life. Because if you put something into it, you'll get something back is why I look at it. And I think you're saying that just because you came in third, but I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think I'd come in anything. If, if you haven't all. heard heard Sharon no, sing, find her and make her sing to you. No, that's 
That's very generous of you, but I would say you need to go to visit Hillary McDermott and her band Alibi, which apparently is amazing. I've been wanting to see them live, but uh, yeah, I really appreciate that you gave me a shout out. But I'm telling you that these <laughs> there's there are some amazingly talented people right here in our community, and I can't wait to see more of them in the we'll next. We'll find karaoke. them between now and September. Heck yeah! Thank you, Sharon. <laughs> thank you, Chuck, and thank you all for listening to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X. And again, this is Sharon Klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding, we can all have our own fear. Formula. Have a great day.